In these uncertain economic times, it's easy to be worried about protecting your wealth, your hard-earned savings, and your family's financial future. Plunging interest rates, the devaluating dollar, and political unrest constantly threaten what you have worked hard to earn and all that you own. That's why now it's more important than ever to protect your assets and have the money you need to make your dreams come true. Welcome to the Global Wealth Fortress Report with successful global entrepreneur and wealth preservation expert, Joel Nagel. Joel's helped thousands of people just like you protect what you have so that you can make even more and make your every dream come true. So, sit back and enjoy Joel Nagel's offshore expert advice on how you can live the good life at a great price, where the sun never sets on your financial fortress. Hello, hello, hello. It's Carib Carter. Welcome to Joel Nagel's Global Wealth Fortress Report. Let's do this thing. Come in, Joel. How are you? Hey, Carter. Good to be with you. I'm fine. I I flew from uh, the other day from uh, Eastern Europe uh, over to Chicago and then down to Belize. So I'm in, uh, you know, one of my favorite places. It's a great uh, asset protection jurisdiction. But it's also a beautiful place. And, you know, it's um, it's still pretty nasty winter weather back in the northern part of the U.S. So uh, yes, it's an yes. extra incentive to be down here. Yes, I can attest. To, I am in the northern part of the U.S., not far from where your home is. So I can That's attest I said to that. what you're saying. They, yeah, the, my second question was going to be where you are, because every week you're a different place. So now you're in Belize. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm in Belize. I came here for a couple of board meetings, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, I'm a little I'm a little jet lagged, but uh, besides that, it's great. Well, that, you know, it's so funny. We just we on. Uh, Coffee with Carib Carter, which was on yesterday, folks, every Monday at noon at the offshore.club, uh, we interviewed uh, Alyssa, who lives in Belize, a good friend of yours. Uh, and I think everybody who's, who sees that interview is going to be very envious of her and now you, because you're there, right? <laughs> That's, like I said, it's a, it's a nice place to be. And, uh, you know, getting directors of different businesses to come here for a board meeting is uh, not a hard thing to do. It's pretty good. Let's talk today. You and I both have articles coming out in Escape Artist Magazine, Insiders Magazine, okay? Because it's a monthly magazine, folks. You need to go to Escape Artist and subscribe to it. I think it's like 100 bucks a year for the best offshore magazine in existence. It's fantastic. Uh, the articles are excellent. And this month is on asset protection. Um, as you know, because we wrote doing articles and I, I opened my article, OK, by saying, you know, folks, I, I needed to put a disclaimer here. I am writing an article in Insiders Magazine about asset protection. And a couple pages over is America's number one asset protection attorney who really knows the topic. And I said, I feel kind of like if somebody said, we need you to go in that room over there and discuss finger painting. And when I got there, there sat Michelangelo. So it's just, you are the Michelangelo of asset protection. So what, what do you, what, give us a sneak preview of what's coming in the magazine. Sure. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, I was every month they come out with a theme and uh, 
when they called me up and said, hey, this month uh, for April, we want to focus the magazine on asset protection. What do you think? I said, well, you know, I'm totally fine with that because that's pretty much what I spend my life doing. I, right. I do think it's great. I think there are 18 different writers and they're all Excellent. coming at it from a completely different perspective. And, you know, it's it's good for people to have that different perspective, whether you're coming at it from a legal perspective, a financial perspective, a real estate perspective. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of perspectives out there. And so I think this will be, uh, you know, a really fantastic issue because it'll try and encapsulate the, that topic from so many different perspectives. But, you know, exactly. I... I I, I thought I thought long and hard about it, and I decided I, I, I used a title that I've used in speeches now going back 30 years. And the, the, the speech title is Asset Protection for a Dangerous World. And Excellent. you know, you know, that's something we've been talking about the last couple of weeks with everything yep. going on in Russia and and uh, Ukraine and uh, you know there the the thing is the the title's been around 30 years but you know from month to month to month you could be writing about completely different things and um i i this uh in this issue you know i i tried to bring it up to the macro level uh, i went back and then talked even going back to like the vietnam war you know and and other you know afghanistan and and other places where people have been displaced on the one hand and there's been sort of a an immediate threat to their wealth because the currency has been wiped out or, or whatever, or there's been hyperinflation. I said, but then, you know, compared to, for example, in the United States where, you know, we're not worried about maybe imminent invasion, uh, but we have insidious things attacking our wealth, like inflation. And, and really I think we're, we're borderline, you know, massive inflation. I don't know that we're quite yep. to hyperinflation yet, but yep. you know, it depends whether you believe the, the government's figures that you know we have inflation of seven percent. I think most people think it's more in the you know 12, 15 percent, maybe even higher. Certain goods certainly much higher. You know, anybody that's filled up their their uh, car lately with fuel knows that you know the fuel didn't go up 12 percent in the last year, it went up you know over over 100 percent. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, I took a I took a theme and kind of brought it through the years and said, even though the the title is uh, an old title, it uh it's new and fresh and different every every time, whether I give a, a speech or, or write an article. And uh, yeah, so that's a little teaser. I, I just tried to uh, talk about, you know, all the different threats that are out there. And then I think at the end we have, you know, eight or 10 action items that are designed to appeal to different people, different financial Good. backgrounds, um, that um, steps that they should take. And, you know, everything from a very easy step like, opening up a foreign bank account, which, you know, you don't have to be a, a millionaire to do that. And uh, the time to do it is before you have a problem, not after. So we, we kind of try to stress things like that. And uh, then we work our way up to things that people with more assets, you know, all the way up to wealthy folks want to consider, you know, second passports and second residencies and things like that. But, you know, I try to make sure there's something in there for everybody. Yeah. I, and you know, I think you summed it up perfectly with that title. And, and in my opinion, you don't, folks, you don't need to look all the way to Russia or Ukraine for your assets to be in danger. I think in the United States today, anybody who doesn't understand that their assets, their assets, excuse me, are in maximum danger is just not looking around. You mentioned inflation, taxes, for God's sake. I just went and with, met 
with my accountant for my taxes. I'm not a rich guy, but I'm paying 40 to 50% taxes now. Okay. And I'm not a, a rich guy and there's no escape. And that's, you know, and then when you add in property tax too, um, but I, you know, I pointed out to my wife, I said, princess, because my accountant lives in a very nice neighborhood. I said, home there is probably 50,000. And here in, in York County, he's probably paying 10,000 a month property, 10,000 a year property tax. So I think, you know, and, and, and I told her, that's why I'm glad I get to talk with Joe Nagel, because honest <laughs> to God, I can't take any more of the U.S. asset uh, tax. I, you know, it, it, it's out of control. Joe, well, think about that. Think about this, Carter. You know, inflation doesn't just make the cost of your, you know, groceries and fuel and, and, and those things go up. It also increases your tax rate. Right. Because the tax, the tax rates are set. And, you know, think, think about this way. The top you, you get to the top bracket in the United States at a little bit over five hundred thousand dollars. That is the top bracket you're paying. You know, and if you're self-employed, you're going to be paying, you know, both sides of Social Security. And uh, like you said, state tax, you know, it's easy to get to 50 percent. And if you go all the way back to the beginning of the tax code, the taxes started at about 500, you know, adjusted for inflation, they, they started at about 500,000. Meaning if you made less than 500,000, you didn't, you didn't pay any tax. No. And now 500,000, you're already at the top bracket. So what does that mean? That means that every year you need to earn more to stay the equal, right? You know, yes. if you make 10% yes. more than you made last year, you're probably not further ahead. You might even be further behind. But if you make 10% more, chances are it's going to push you up into a higher and higher tax bracket. So even without tax increases, inflation is pushing lower middle income into middle income, middle income into upper middle income and upper middle income into the top income tax brackets. So everybody's paying more tax because of inflation. And you know, when you start netting those things out, you realize you're you're like a gerbil on a wheel. You're running and running and running, but you're not you're not getting anywhere because you know everything. Like you say, you know, if half your money goes to taxes and the other half is presumably used to try to maintain some quality of life, you know, you, what do you have to save or invest or whatever? You don't. Well, that's that's precisely it. And you know, anyone who thinks this is going to stop, that'll get under control. I don't think so. The new Green Deal is going to pass under Biden, Pelosi and Schumer. Now, that new Green Deal is ninety five trillion dollars over 10 years. When they asked Ocasio-Cortez, well, how are we going to pay for this? Her response was the same way that that we paid when the first new deal. Well, that was a ninety four percent tax rate that they, that Roosevelt had plus if they pass this bill, I'm not going to say if, when, the app to pay for it, the average household, Joel, in America, their tax bill will be $60,000 a year. Well, and, and, you know, people throw around numbers, billions, hundreds of billions, and now trillions. The average person doesn't even really know what that means or what that is. I mean, it's, right. it's uh, right. you know, I, I touched upon that a little bit in my article about asset protection. You know, it's people lose sight of what that really means. And, you know, if, if you said it the way you just said it, okay, instead of spending, you know, X number of trillion dollars over the next 10 years, you, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Middle-class America, 
for the next 10 years, you're going to spend an extra $60,000 a year in taxes over what you're already spending. Well, people would, would view it very, very differently. And, you know, the, yeah. the, the whole point of, you know, certain elements of the political system is to, to, to give something to people for free and say, we're going to charge somebody else for it. But, you know, the, the, the thing about inflation is it doesn't yeah. allow that. You know, if you print yeah. money, if, you know, I mean, the reality is that inflation hurts people at the lower end of the spectrum more. Right. I yeah. mean, you know, if gasoline goes to $5, $6, $7, I'm pretty sure when you want to go somewhere, you're going to get in your car and you're going to go. But, you know, regardless of the price of, of, of gas, not that you, not that you don't care. Of course you care, but you're, you're still going to pump the gas and you're still going to go. But what if you're at the low yeah, what if you're at the low end of the, the spectrum and you're you're making twelve or fifteen dollars an hour somewhere and now all of a sudden, you know, you 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 have to work a day to fill up your you know your 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 gasoline tank. I mean it's just it's just insane and, and people will really make hard choices. Am I gonna buy fuel or am I gonna buy medicine? Am I gonna buy groceries? You know, yeah. it's 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 gonna get to that level. And uh, the, these politicians that talk about giving away trillions and trillions of dollars, they, they just don't understand. They don't, they don't understand. the. And I'll tell you, what, one of the reasons they don't understand, Joel, is the, the median income of a member of the United States Congress is $7 million. OK, a median. I'm not income. I'm sorry. Assets, assets. Network. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank mm. you. Uh, I mean, come on. They, you nailed it when you said they don't understand and they don't care to understand. It, it, it's uh, Joe Biden admits to a net worth of 14 million. Now, how much more it really is, we have no idea. But so when when he hears that inflation it, it is now 15 to 16 percent, well, he doesn't fill up his tank. <laughs> yeah, I mean the famous uh, the, the famous. Uh... A bit about uh, Pelosi showing off the ice cream flavors in her, you know, in her freezer. I mean, the gourmet ice cream. I mean, you know, she doesn't really care. I mean, and I and I think they the people have lost touch. And yeah. you know, unfortunately, sometimes the more things change, the more they stay the same. You can go back through history. I I, I try to take a historical approach yeah. to um, you know this asset protection for a dangerous world because there's always been you know danger when it comes to the financial side of markets and, and, and livelihood. And I went all the way back to the, you know, towards the end of the Roman empire when, you know, they literally started reducing the amount of silver that they put in the coins because, you know, it was the exact same thing as now they were inflating away the, the money supply, you know, and eventually it caused the Roman empire to fall. And uh, a lot of people think that, you know, we're kind of approaching those kind of end stages now doesn't mean, you know, next week or next month, uh, you know, the U.S. is going to fall apart, but, you know, we're, we're not the dominant economic power that we were, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, but there's no way. So, you know, if, if the politicians aren't going to deal with the economy and your monetary supply correctly at the macro level, then asset protection behooves all of us to do whatever we can at the micro level, meaning ourselves, our families, you know, what can we do to protect the, our assets, the, the purchasing power of our assets? And, you know, I'm sure there'll be people in this month's edition talking about gold and talking about Bitcoin and talking about real estate. Well, what do those things all have in common? Well, they're things that governments can't just 
you know, press a button and produce out of thin air. It takes a certain amount of work and effort and, and input, you know, resources to, to, you know, to come up with these things. And um, that's why they hold value. So if you're worried about the, your assets, the, the value of your assets going down or going away or being hyperinflated or devalued, whatever, however you want to, however you want to look at it, you know, you're going to be much better off making sure that much of your, your wealth is not just sitting there parked in dollars. You know, you're not, you yeah. know, buying U.S. treasuries and, and things like that. I mean, that's, that's just a guaranteed way to, you know, to lose money. And you can't, you know, there's no use just saying, well, put it in the bank and let it gain interest. What is interest? One tenth of one percent now per year per annum. Uh, so and, and inflation is a 15 percent. Well, that's 14 percent loss, you know, minimum right there. So and you mentioned property and, you know, where you are right now, people can buy a home as an investment and either to live there or a vacation or an investment as, as a tremendous asset protection. I mean, that's my opinion. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not only the cost of property being more reasonable. You know, one of the things that keeps it more reasonable is the, the input cost of the labor is much lower. You know, certain things are world prices. Steel is steel, glass is glass, you know, concrete's concrete. But, you know, the cost of a, a worker, a laborer here is a lot lower so at the end of the day, you know, a developer can sell you a nice property uh, that you might not be able to afford in Florida or California or, you know, South Texas or any, any of the Sunbelt areas. And yeah, I'm, I'm just quite honestly, I'm flabbergasted when I look at some beautiful properties here and see the price tag is $100,000. And I'm like, you know, it, you couldn't even come close to building that property, even if you had the land in the United States for $100,000. So that's where... You know, it's kind of an yeah. arbitrage situation. It's the opportunity to take advantage of the, the difference in costs between, you know, a developed market like the United States or Canada or, or, or Western Europe and, and, and Latin America. So. Yeah, I mentioned earlier, my wife and I and our, my accountant's very nice neighborhood. And when I said that house right there is four to five hundred thousand. And my wife, as you know, is from Honduras. She said, in Honduras, you could get that same house on the beach for under a hundred thousand. Well, that's just to me. That's Joel. To me, that's a great asset protection. Yeah, right. And you couple that. You couple that with the lower cost of living. For example, I went out with a number of directors from our company and their spouses, and I don't know. We had a group of about fifteen people, and you know, the guy I was sitting across from ordered the most expensive thing on the menu, which you know was about thirty dollars, but it was a mountain of seafood that included you know clams and, and and lobster and shrimp and fish and you know it was it was like four meals all brought out as this big tower of this big seafood tower a conch ceviche and just on and on and on and i mean if you were at a at a restaurant in in uh you know let's say miami you know that's that's 150 200 entree and it was all you know, it was all fresh seafood. It had been caught within hours of when it was when it was eaten. And um, you know, the fellow sitting on my other side had a you know a nice chicken meal with the rice and beans, and it was you know six or seven dollars. So again, the the cost is much lower. The cost of living is much lower. And you know, at the end of the day, you can end up with a relatively high quality of life. And um, you know, that's what I think. That, that's kind of a foreign concept 
that you could live a better quality of life for less money. Like most people think, well, that, that can't possibly be. If I live a higher quality of life, it should cost more. Or a lower quality of life, it should cost less. But, but Latin America is truly an arbitrage situation where you can live better and also live for less. And if, if you're worried, for example, about, you know, stewarding wealth to the next generation, you know, you're going to do better in a jurisdiction like, like a police, you know, healthcare is very low here. Having a private maid or private nurse, let's say you have, you know, as you get old, you have um, infirmities. I mean, you can hire a, a private nurse here in Belize for about $400 a month. And, you know, they're going to come in and take care of you and make sure you're taking your medicine and help you with rehab or, or whatever. I mean, you know, you compare that to a private nurse in the U.S. I mean, you can't even oh probably gosh. price what that is or, you know, end up in a nursing home and then you're going to be in some, you know, institution. Whereas here, you know, like um, in the complex where I'm staying here at Grand Bayman, uh, you know, on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays every week, they have water aquatics. I look out in the pool and I see these, you know, 60, 70, 80 year olds out in the pool all doing their exercises and, uh, you know, they look great. And um, yeah. I, I, again, I think it leads to a higher quality of life. So I think asset protection and, you know, like a lot of these people, they're not, they're not really spending any money. So, you know, yeah. like the one fellow I was talking to, he's like, I live very, very comfortably here on my social security and I'm letting my assets grow for my children and grandchildren. So again, talk about asset protection. You know, he, he's happy, he's comfortable and he's building his wealth for, you know, for his heirs. So I think you really can, this is a place where you can sort of have your cake and eat it too. Well, that's exactly, as a matter of fact, I, we started off with my mentioning that my article is going to be in the same magazine and the audit, the title of mine is the ultimate asset protection, which is move offshore. <laughs> that's it. You could have summed up my whole article on that one line, move offshore. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there obviously asset protection is it's a very broad topic and it means different things to different people. Right. Like I have, my, you know, my wife and my son and my in-laws, they're all doctors. So, you know, for them, asset protection is it's a it's a very much a legalese thing. It's, you know, how do we make sure that our life's you know savings isn't robbed from us by, a, you know, a, a, a spurious lawsuit or something like that. Uh, right. But it, it goes across the board. It encompasses investment and companies lifestyle. And yeah, I think that um, for people that have modest means that want to live better and and protect their wealth, you know, you're right. You move offshore. That's gonna you're gonna check a lot of boxes just with that one uh, activity. So I hope that. <laughs> Well, well, as a matter of fact, let me close by saying I just got a, a note from a very old friend of mine, a uh, longtime friend. I, she'd be very upset if she heard me say she was old. Longtime friend who's getting ready, wants to thinking of moving to Switzerland. And she said her bottom line, the last thing in the email was, and when I do, I'm going to be in touch with Joel Nagel. I swear to God, that, that was the bottom well, line. Well, you know, well, thank you. I mean, Switzerland's a wonderful place. But again, you know, because of the Swiss conservative monetary policy versus the U.S. very liberal print, 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 we've seen the relationship between the dollar and the Swiss franc. You know, it's it's moved in favor of the Swiss franc on average about ten percent a year for the last thirty years. So, for example, when I was when I was in um, in college and law school, you know, I could go out in one of my favorite cities in the whole world, Zurich, Switzerland. I could go out with some friends and get a beer and a pizza and it would cost me 10 Swiss francs. 
and 10 Swiss francs, it was, it was five Swiss francs to the dollar. So that means it cost me $2 to have that, that pizza and a beer. And I was just thinking about that the other day. If, if I could go back and find that exact same pizzeria, and let's assume there had been no inflation, and I could still buy that same pizza and that same beer for 10 Swiss francs, well, instead of $2, 10 Swiss francs is now 11 US dollars. So, you, you know, you know, and again, somebody like the, the person who contacted you, hopefully they've invested over the years and they have a, a source of wealth in other currencies, not just dollars. But if you're just invested in dollars, you know, Switzerland could be a financially scary place to go because that that trend is going to keep continuing. So, you know, you sort of have a dollar devaluation baked into the cake where every year it's yeah, going down 10 percent, 10 percent, 10 percent. Whereas in Latin America, you know, it's, it's that, that you're not really experiencing that, not yet. So, um, yeah, as long as the, the dollar is still sought after in this part of the world um, and the wages are low, the cost of living is low, you know, I think a lot of your listeners would probably, or viewers would probably do well in this part of the world. But, but Switzerland's great. Um, we have people, we have clients that, 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 that move, live and retire all over the world. Portugal is you know, really high up on the list right now because it's like European culture. It's got weather that's closer to Latin America. It's sunny 330 days a year. The cost of living is one of the lowest in Europe. Um, so, you know, you just have to find the right place for, for each person. Yeah. And I would suggest that one of the ways to find the right place is to check out where you are right now, which is Grand, Grand Bayman in Belize. Check out Grand Pacifica in uh, Nicaragua. Um, these are all, you're all very familiar with because you're partners and, and they are great. And we'd be remiss not to tell people this. And in Honduras, I think the new, you're building one called, I think it's the reef, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much going on. You, you, you better have Mike or somebody on the, on the show. <laughs> I can't, I can't keep, I can't keep up with everything they're doing, but you know, it, it, it was a simple, our business philosophy is a simple formula. It's deliver a North American quality of life meaning yeah. not only the the property itself but the community deliver that quality of life at a cost that more people can afford so it's the it's not only the cost of the house it's the cost of the upkeep the taxes the maid the food and you know when you when you start adding all those things together you know i'm quite sure i mean we're, we're working on a new vineyard product right now and if you compare it to you know, Napa, Napa Valley in California, you know, it's going to come out at 10 cents on the dollar. So, you know, we're trying to make these types of lifestyles more available, more affordable to people. And which, again, to me, is the ultimate asset protection. So, folks, check sure. it out. Joel's article. You look at read his article and take notes. Take notes. That's what I say in my article. I, I, I'm, lo I'm looking forward to reading your article, Carter. I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> Joel, thank you very much. This has been great. Very, very thank you, information. So thanks for once again joining us on Joel Nagel's uh, Global Wealth Fortress Report. Fantastic. Thank you. Folks, seriously, check out check out both articles. I think you'll enjoy mine. Mine's from political perspective. Joel's from the, from the legal perspective, vitally important. So as I always tell you, let's do this thing. <laughs>